one. Okay, what's your first question for me? Hold on, I have to introduce it. Oh, okay. August 11th, 2021. <laughs> and welcome <laughs> to To Be Determined Podcast with special guest Lee. <laughs> Yay. All right. <laughs> You're doing more talking than I am. What's your first question? Um, so today I'm here with Lee Goodnight, who is a portrait artist, artist of many kinds, and She's currently painting you. Yes. <laughs> it's hard to talk when I'm watching the painting. Really? Yes. <laughs> or it's just an excuse not to talk. Well, you can ask me what I'm doing right now. What are you doing right now? So right now I am painting your halo. Oh. Because <laughs> you are Saint Beneficent. Edits. <laughs> okay. Why you didn't like that? I feel like a podcast is already like a narcissistic endeavor. <laughs> and now the first episode is you painting me with a halo. Nothing wrong with that. It's very meta. Alright. What kind of paint are you using? So I'm using gouache or gauche or I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> I like gauche. <laughs> um yeah, I'm using gauche and I've never I my First time using it was last night when I painted a practice run of this St. Beneficent <laughs> painting that I'm doing. And I have really taken to the medium. It's it's kind of a mixture between oils and watercolors, and I think it has the best elements of both. It's opaque, mm-hmm. like oils, but it's not greasy, and it doesn't take forever to dry like oils. Right. Uh, so it's more like acrylics in that respect. It just has a really rich, creamy, inviting look to feel to it. And the cleanup is easier, huh? So much easier. You don't have to worry about solvents or brush cleaners or any of that. So I really like it. And when I get home, I'm going to try to find a set. Nice. Have you used watercolors before? I have. My dad actually really loved watercolors. Hmm. He was an amateur painter. And he, that was his medium, was watercolors. So he taught me what he knew, which wasn't a great deal, but it was, you know, enough for me to realize that watercolors are very difficult to work with. Uh-huh. Um, because if you make a mistake, it's harder to fix than with other mediums. Oh, okay. So like oil, you just paint over it, or, or pastels, you just scrape it off the paper and then start again. Uh-huh. But with watercolors, you have to like have an idea of where the highlights are going to be from the moment you start. Oh, okay. And I really, you know, don't have the patience for this. What would he paint? Um, he had well, one of his magnum opi, or maybe his magnum opus was this painting of the beach with palm trees with a storm coming in. And so the palm trees were waving around in the wind. Oh, wow. And there was lightning in the distance. Just kind of interesting because years after he painted that, 
we actually were hit with a severe hurricane in Florida, Hurricane Andrew, and it, you know, almost destroyed our lives. So you lived through a hurricane? Yeah. Wow. Hurricane Andrew, when was that one? 1992. Okay. Where were you living in Florida? Miami. Miami? So it destroyed the city pretty well, and um, it also destroyed my dad's painting. Oh. Uh, the water got in, the glass got broken, mm. and his painting was just a, like a mess after the hurricane. Well, I mean, our house was pretty much destroyed, and we didn't leave either. Oh, my gosh. Where were you when it hit? Inside the house? We were in the house. I remember I was seven years old. My dad woke me up, and it sounded like there's a train outside. Mm. Even though I never heard a train before. But oh, really? It was just a roaring sound, like a train or like a bunch of lions. just super loud. And so we went into the garage, and we got into our VW van again. Oh, um, VW van. V- v- VW van. <laughs> it was a VW. So van again. It was a camper van. Oh wow! And we got in that for like an extra layer of protection. And the wind started rocking the the van back and forth mm. on its wheels, and the garage door got broken. It collapsed, and then stuff started like flying into the garage and banging around and like hitting the van and stuff. Wow. And so I thought we were all going to die. And I was all curled up on the floor of the van. And I remember how sandy it was because we would go, you know, to the beach and stuff. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of sand on the floor and it was digging into my skin. But yeah. uh, So I was just praying to God that he would take us all together and not leave any of us by ourselves without parents or whatever. How long did that part of it last, that roaring and being tossed around? Hours. Wow. Because it didn't stop till dawn or after. Um, so when the light, we could see the light coming in through the broken garage door and the winds went away and the sun came out. We kind of generally crept out of the van and there was water everywhere. Everything in the house was completely waterlogged. And uh, most of the roof was gone from the house. So it's a good thing we went into the van because if we'd stayed in the house, we would have been. Wow. Had there been talk about it coming before? Like, were your parents? Yeah, they boarded up the windows and a lot of people, you know, evacuated, but my parents didn't want to evacuate, so that's why I stayed. Hmm. They didn't think it would be as bad as it turned out. Oh, I see. Wow. So that's my hurricane. Never want to live in a place that gets hurricane. What do you do after, like, if you have nothing left? Um, yeah, so the National Guard came in, and they brought food and water, mm. and that's how we survived for a while. It's food and water distribution, and we stayed at another house while our house was repaired. Oh. Because uh, some houses withstood the storm better than others. Okay. And my dad worked at the... Fairchild Tropical Garden is a botanical garden, mm-hmm. and they had uh, land with ha- a house on it. They let my family's mom. Our house was fixed. So you moved back into the same house? We did, yeah. But my parents, that's why we moved to Texas. My parents were like, we're not staying here. We're going to get out of Florida. Mm. So we moved to Texas. 
where there's tornadoes. Oh. <laughs> Surprise! Yay! <laughs> oh, wow. So, that's, that's the story. Did you lose anything in the house that you wish you had? Um, a lot of books were ruined. Mm. A lot of my toys. A lot of stuff just got blown out of the house and we never found it. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff is just covered in, like, oil deposits. Intermission! We're back. We're back. Through a brief intermission. <laughs> For a known reason. Yes. <laughs> Alright. Where were we? The painting. Um, yes. Oh, so when your dad made the painting, he was it was from his imagination? Um, I'm not sure what the story is. If it was from his imagination or if he went down to the beach plain air. So do you prefer to paint things that are you're seeing in front of you, whether through photograph or um, modeling, or do you, do you like just painting things that you imagine? I prefer having references. That's just how I am. A lot of artists work directly from their imagination, and they're really good at it. I'm not. Uh, so I gather references if I'm doing from photographs. Mm-hmm. If I'm painting from life, then, of course, I'll just look at what I'm painting. Uh, but, yeah, I'm really not not super creative when it comes to just popping something out of my head. Huh. So, okay. so your dad taught you to paint first? No, he didn't, actually. Um, the first art classes I took were with this lady named Miss Jane. Miss Jane. And she was uh, kind of a... Scatterbrained, creative type. Mm -hmm. And the first time I met her, she made food for us. I was about nine or ten years old, and she had a little daughter who was like five years old. Mm -hmm. And she made lunch for us, and what she made was islands. Islands? (laughs) Little jello islands. She had little mounds of blue jello for the water. Oh. And then she took a hamburger patty. Yes. And put it on top of the jello. So it was a big mound of jello. <laughs> the big mound of jello with a hamburger patty on it. And then she put broccoli That's florets true. for trees. <laughs> and that was our lunch. So, oh, wow. Needless to say, I didn't really eat very much of that <laughs> for some reason. For some unknown reason. So, yeah, that was Miss Jane. I took classes from her for about a year. Okay. And didn't learn very much. Oh. Because she was uh, kind of just a scatterbrained creative type and wasn't super good at um, teaching art classes. Oh. Were you with your brother? I'm sorry. Did you say you were with your brother when you were taking classes with her? No. Her? Oh. No, my brother was never interested in art. Oh. That was always me. So was other kids from, were they other homeschool kids? Or? They were, yeah. And Miss Jane was homeschooling her daughter. Oh, I see. So, yeah, that was Miss Jane. Didn't learn very much, but she's a very sweet lady. And then uh, we started going to this other church, and one of the ladies in the church taught art, art classes. And she used a curriculum that she developed from reading um, a book called Drawing from the Right Side of the Brain, hmm. which apparently is now debunked, like, there's no, nothing that indicates that the right brain is solely in charge of creative stuff and the left brain is solely in charge of mathematical and logical stuff. Oh, okay. But at the time, we didn't know that. 
And actually, I learned a lot from my second art teacher. Her name was Rhonda. And um, I really enjoyed classes with her because I learned how to be a better artist. And that was when I was about 11 or 12 years. And that's when I fell in love with her son. Oh! (laughs) Yeah, but that's another story. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) What? Never mind. <laughs> well, do you have a question? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to know more about the son. <laughs> well, he was an art, artistic prodigy. Oh. He won uh, a lot of difficult contests at very young ages. He was really, really good. And so I always looked up to him. Hmm. At the same time, I also wanted to be as good as him, you know? Yes. I didn't let that stop me from being ambitious. Would y'all enter contests when you were creating stuff? Yes, I did. My first contest that I entered, I got fifth place for, uh, it was the Fort Worth Stock Show Art Show. Oh, nice. And I got, I painted a little boy on top of a giant pumpkin Mm. in a barn, and there was like a beam of light (laughs) coming down. And illuminating the pumpkin. Uh-huh. And so that one fit. Nice. So at this point, were you still, or had you moved on to like oil paints? Uh, that first one I, I did in, um, I think it was, might have been watercolor actually, which is kind of funny because I just told you how much I'm not into watercolor. Right. So now I'm going to mix your skin tone. Oh, okay. So did you feel competitive with other kids, or were you mostly focused on, I just want to get better? I felt competitive. I wanted to win. <laughs> if you won, you get tickets to see the stock show rodeo. Oh, yeah. I, I actually won um, first place in a coloring contest out at the stockyards. Oh, you did? Yes. There was, like, um... I might be mixing it up, but they'd have Pioneer Days and I don't know what else out there. And I did, they had a an outline of a boot, mm-hmm. and then you were to color inside the boot, and I did these sort of flowers, because I noticed people with boots, they'd have those, um, you know, designs, impressions in the leather. Mm-hmm. So I did this flower design, and I got first place, and then I got a trophy. Uh-huh. We might have got, I don't know if we got tickets to anything. <laughs> tickets to things was a big prize yes. in the 80s. Like, because you could, um, there would be contests in the newspaper and you could enter to get circus tickets all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, that reminds me, I did win a coloring contest. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, you remember Casa Mignana? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So they had a contest, a coloring contest for the Secret Garden uh, to get tickets to the Secret Garden, and I really wanted to see that. So I entered and I won. But uh, then the Secret Garden was canceled, and they gave me tickets to the Wizard of Oz, which I didn't want to see. Oh no! So we went, and I was super disappointed because it was awful. Oh, I'm trying to remember because I've only been to Casa Mignano one time. Oh, really? It was for Campfire, and it was, um, I want to say it was part of a, one of those contests to see who sold the most candy, no. and one of the prizes was, was this sort of, oh, 
I don't know if it was a day out or if it was sort of a lockout sort of thing where you spend all night doing different activities. But at some point, we ended up at Casa Manana. And it would be weird if we also saw the Wizard of Oz. I can't remember what we saw, though. Let's see. I was nine. Okay. It would have been 14. It's possible because I don't... Okay, 14 is... Freshman. Freshman. I mean, I think I was still selling candy. Okay. Probably, but I... Ooh. I don't know. I'd have to ask my mom if she... I don't know if she'd remember that. I don't, I don't know if she would have been with us at the show. Huh. <laughs> that would be weird, though. That would be weird if we crossed paths. <laughs> I don't remember the show at all. I do remember having always wanted to see what that theater was like, because wasn't it round? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and wondering. And then it had the stage in the middle, uh-huh. the theater in the round thing. Yeah. Yes, that part I remember, but I don't remember the show. <laughs> One of my friends at that time was into theater, and she played Pinocchio. Oh. <laughs> and I went to see her Pinocchio, <laughs> but I also didn't like that show. Oh, no. Was it a musical? You don't like musicals? I love musicals. <laughs> how did we... How did we... <laughs> become friends. Yes. With such... <laughs> Seemingly impossible. Oh. I was trying to remember where we were at. Oh, the stock show. <laughs> yes. Oh, you wanted to know um, art lessons stuff. Oh, yes. Tell me about art lessons. <laughs> well, uh, when I was 16, I started taking one-on-one classes with my art teacher's son. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that was pretty... Um, pretty difficult because we were like hanging out one-on-one in the attic of the house Mm -hmm. where he lived and his bedroom was like right next to the attic oh (laughs) sometimes i would like fantasize about him taking me into his bedroom oh but that never happened oh okay (laughs) i had a crush on my art teacher in middle school mr hall oh really (laughs) yeah he was Let's see. Middle school was early 90s. He had, like, longish hair. Uh-huh. I don't know if it was quite shoulder-length. I remember he wore cowboy boots. Mm-hmm. And also, he was kind of ridiculous. He would come into the room with a yardstick, and if we were all being, like, really loud, so to get us to shut up, he would slam the yardstick on the table. Did it work? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. You don't remember. I mean, I, I don't think I was talking, so I was just, and it was, it was jarring. Um, I don't know. But I think it was very useful what I learned. I consider it useful. You know, it was the stuff of, like, teaching us perspective and teaching us um, how to draw a human eye. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those sort of uh, starter things that I still think about. Yeah. <laughs> Going over and mixing the colors and the complementary color stuff. Um, with my art teacher, the lady, um, Rhonda, she had us do, like, drawing exercises. Mm. So we had a piece of paper on the table, and our drawing hand was on the table. Um, and then, oh, no, no, no. Our non-drawing hand was on the table. We had a piece of paper in our laps. Oh. And we had to draw our hand that was on the table. Mm-hmm without looking at the paper. Oh, I see. So that you just lost yourself in looking at each tiny little detail. Mm-hmm. 
and it was just to train your eye to see better, so you could like capture what things look like. How did that go? How was the end result? End result didn't look very good. <laughs> you know, it looked weird, mm-hmm. but it really did help with um, training your eye. Vanity edit. When I was ten, I was really into Trump Deloy. Trom Deloy. Trom Deloy. So those optical illusions, you look at the painting and it looks like it's actually the objects that it's representing. Mm. So there would be like paintings of books and newspapers and music sheets and it all looked like it was just stuck onto the canvas. But when you got close, you could tell it was painted. Oh, wow. So that was my first craze. And then I moved from that on to Impressionism and like, Degas and Cassatt and Monet and everybody. I was really crazy about that. And then I learned about Andrew Wyeth and mm-hmm. that kind of painting where it's super realistic, but yet it's also, it's just got a mood to it. Mm-hmm. Some kind of like, it makes you feel desolation. Yes. <laughs> My parents have a poster of Christina's world. Yes. <laughs> So did you ever get into, like, sculpting? Um, I did have modeling clay, and I did do little things with that, mm-hmm. but no. No ceramics? Nope. Uh, I mean, when I went to Japan, I did, they took me to a ceramic museum, and I got to make a little ceramic cup. And then when I moved to Arizona, my friend Jennifer took me to a ceramic class. I made a little ceramic bowl, mm-hmm. but that's all it is. Gotta say, this is fun. Yay! The, the gauche, yes. whatever it's called. I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> Alright, so how did you get into, um, how did you get into painting portraits for people? Well, my first, well, I've always, always been interested in faces. So ever since I was young, very young. But, um, when I was in high school, there were, there was a lady that my family knew, and she wanted me to paint her kids in a horse. So I did that, and I think it's terrible. I did a, I didn't do a great job on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was my first experience. Mm-hmm. And then in college, a guy that my parents met wanted me to do a portrait of his family, and he wanted it like an oil painting, but to look like an old photograph. Oh, like in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. And I did it, and I'm not proud of that one either. Um, turned out. Uh, but then, after college, did I do any portraits with Texas? I don't remember. I didn't do too much then. I was so depressed and stuff. I didn't really do very much. But once we moved to Arizona, I took classes at a uh, art school. Mm-hmm. So my skills, I did. I started doing portraits more like charcoal. Um, did quite a few charcoal portraits mm-hmm. of like famous people like Che Guevara, Ernest Hemingway, um, Jenny Shimizu. Who is that? Uh, she was a supermodel in the nineties. Oh, and um, that's that's how I got in into it. I started doing those. Mm-hmm. And then last year, one of my friends wanted me to do a portrait of her. Oh, wait, no. Let's go back a little bit. Uh, when I worked at the Shawarma Corner. Yes. 
Um, Dude, hold on, I have to cough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> so when I worked at the shawarma corner, uh-huh. I, I I started sleeping with this guy, <laughs> a coworker, and he was always asking me to do portraits for him that he gifted people as gifts. Yeah. <laughs> without paying me for them. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I did, and that kind of got me more used to doing it for someone. Uh-huh. And then when I started working at uh, Whole Foods, one of my coworkers wanted me to do um, a portrait of all her pets for Christmas. So I did that. And that's when I started... I started Figuring out, okay, so each painting takes this amount of time, mm-hmm. and I'm going to charge this amount of money, and so I could start telling people, oh, this is my rate, this is how long it usually takes, and so I, it became more easy to to quote, you know, give someone a quote yes. who's interested in getting the portrait done. Take care of the business part. Yeah. So I did the portrait for Jess of her animals. And then my other coworkers saw that and went, oh, well, we want a portrait now. And then their friends saw their portrait and they were like, we want a portrait now. Uh-huh. So it started coming together. Snowballed. Yes. <laughs> nice. So what are your future plans with it? Uh, just to keep doing it, raise my rates. Yes. <laughs> Gradually and just, just to keep doing it, really. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Bonnie. That was really fun. Yes. It's, it's very interesting to talk with the recorder on. Yeah. <laughs> because, I don't know, it's hard to um, walk the line between trying to control what I say to sound right later and then just be natural. <laughs> yeah. You did a really good job. You, like, you just kept talking. That was great. <laughs> I didn't have to prod you. <laughs> <laughs> Intermission. Now, will you do one with me where we say it in unison? Yes. Okay. One, two, three. Intermission. Intermission.